0: well good evening on my birthday uh it was a long day we are uh, just in the hotel ready with dinner and i had a nice birthday cake the chef made it for us and um yeah it's always kind of weird if you celebrate your birthday in a in a stage race but i had fun like of course this morning the girls were singing for me and Um, When we arrived at the start, like on the podium, uh, Letizia asked the presenter, like it's her birthday, so yeah, then the song came up, happy birthday, and everybody was singing for me, and then the girls like pulled me up, and uh, yeah, I had fun, it was pretty funny. And um, yeah, you know, it's always good when your teammates are thinking about your birthday, because you are away from home so like long. And um, I cannot even remember when I celebrated my birthday at home uh, the last time. It's uh, always like, always on the way, but this was a fun one. Um, yeah, and then the race, it started like crazy fast. Um, we tried to up on a uh, to the climb and uh, yeah, Dennis was looking for a grupetto again and in the end. We had a really like big group, I think we were like with 60 riders and yeah, we all had the same goal of course, like go to the finish. But if you have a climb in a stage so early, you still need to pedal pretty hard to get on time. And um, But I think we actually did that and got a lot of happy birthdays on the way. So I said, like, yeah, (laughs) in this group, you're all invited on my birthday party. So (laughs) bring me to the finish safely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a long day, a hard day, some scary downhills, I have to say. And you probably also have seen that um, with the crashes that happened in the downhill. But luckily in our group, it it went pretty well and went safely to the finish on time. Try to save as much as possible, as far as you can, if you have to climb so much. So, um, yeah, that was a big birthday present for me to do the Queen stage. And, um, yeah, I definitely do not feel 35 yet. (laughs) But luckily, everybody that asked me, like, "Eh, how old are you now? And I said my age, they were like, no, that's not true. So I hope they were not lying to me. (laughs) Well, now uh, getting ready for bed hang my laundry first I always hate that I always like oh I do it later but yeah you really have to hang out your laundry it's actually actually funny you know I always like pack so many stuff and I have a big suitcase full of everything but I'm actually wearing the same clothes every single day (laughs) so I think next time I can only bring like a backpack and that's enough but anyway Oh, yeah, and of course, my teddy bear always needs to come with me. Yeah, 35, still sleeping with a teddy bear. Well, that was my uh, my birthday. I'm gonna get ready for bed, have a good night of sleep, and uh, get ready for tomorrow. See you then?
1: We started off this episode with an audio diary from Nina Kessler about stage 5, which was also... Her birthday. Happy birthday to Nina Kessler. Hannah Barnes, stage six. We are over halfway through this thing, and I can't remember what stage it is. Can you remember which stage it is? <laughs>
2: No, it's just like being a bike rider at the race, too.
1: You know, it doesn't help that the tour is going on at the same time and they're one stage behind, so it, like, throws off your brain, you know?
2: Yeah, and there's a lot more about the Tour de France and everyone's Twitter feed, unfortunately, so...
1: That's very true. Yeah, people ask me, actually... Why these episodes are on the Wheel Talk podcast alone, because usually we have all of the episodes on the escape feed uh, for every escape collective podcast. But I put these solo on the Wheel Talk feed because with the tour daily podcasts, I was afraid they would get eclipsed by tour mania. And so that's why they're on their own. I wanted to give them their own space to breathe. So if anyone was wondering, that is why Um, tell your friends.
2: Yeah, it's hard. Like the Giro is always the exact same time in the first week of the tour and it's hard to compete with that, unfortunately. But it's
1: also, like, where would you move the Giro dates and so it doesn't have to compete? There's not really a great spot on the calendar. I mean, I did write, I wrote a story on escapecollective.com about the issues that women's cycling faces and I said that there shouldn't be any race during the tour that, like the Giro should happen after the tour and the women's tour de France should happen at the end of the season. I don't know if that's a, yeah, I know it's tricky.
2: It's hard. I mean, it could go into June because there isn't much racing in June for us. Um, But it's hard. It's always going to be one of those races, especially that there's not a lot of of media attention around it. Not loads of broadcasts either. So it's, it is hard to get. Yeah. A lot of people's attention, unfortunately. Even though the the girls are racing so well, but it's just, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to compete.
1: I think the reason that in my brain, it works later on in the season is because there's all of the entire season, like builds up to the Tour de France Femme and everything that comes after it is an afterthought, literally, like people just don't really pay attention to those races after the Tour de France Femme. So in my mind, if it's the last stage race before Worlds, then there's more buildup into it. There's more hype and people pay more attention until it, because it's always going to be now that it exists, it's always going to be the biggest race on the women's calendar.
2: Yeah, it is. And a lot of people are going to use like the, the tour this year is going to be preparation going into the Worlds because they're just so close as well. So yeah, it's hard. Like last year they actually, my team asked me, they said, what do you want to do the tour of the Giro? And I said the Giro, because it's going to be so much media attention, hype around the tour that I was just like, I, I just want to go to a race and I just want to race and they were like okay I mean I ended up doing both so I got the best of both worlds but yeah it's uh it was a little bit overwhelming you're not used to having that many cameras and tv and yeah just everyone there so yeah it's pretty cool but takes a little getting used to
1: for us, we're focused on the Giro, and today's stage six was a really awesome stage. There was a ton of action. It was not a breakaway day, but it was an Annamie van day. She won solo by 20 seconds over Lorena Wiebes, what a legend. And Leona Lippert took third. <laughs> there was a pretty big group of chasers behind Van Vluten, including Soraya Paladin, Sylvia Persico, Neat Fisher Black, Mavi Garcia, and San Esteban. Fen Van Ampel led in another group of favorites. So yeah, pretty crazy day. Another GC day, kind of, in that Van Vluten gained more time on the general classification. And also, unfortunately, I think that the runner-up spot in the GC is cursed. Little Trek released a statement last night after the stage that Elisa Longaberghini had gone to the hospital and undergone a bunch of x-rays and checkups on her head and the rest of her body. The side that she hit was in a good bit of pain, so she got that checked out. She has no fractures, no broken bones or anything, and the head scans came back clear. So she shouldn't have any concussion. They're still monitor. <laughs> they said they were monitoring her overnight for signs of a concussion and that they would make the call in the morning. And when it came morning, she still has no signs of a concussion, but because the pain that she was in, uh, from the side that she hit, they decided it was um, the best call for her not to race. So Elisa Longa Borghini stage four winner did not start the stage on stage six And yeah, unfortunately, Antonia Niedermeyer crashed as well today on stage six pretty hard and was forced to abandon pretty much immediately. So the Giro definitely taking its toll on some of the riders.
2: Yeah, it's just this sport. You can be riding, you can just be on cloud nine and then within hours just crashing literally yeah, to the bottom. It's such a shame. She would have just been such a high yesterday and Ken and Schramm, like for them to have a second place in GC, they wouldn't have been expecting that at all. So, and I also saw footage of the crash and I'm not really sure what happened. It seemed like it was a bit just happened in the middle of a punt of the bunch. So, yeah, it's such a shame. I, I mean, I hope she's okay. I'm not, I'm not sure what her injuries are yet, but hopefully they're not too serious. Loretta Hansen
1: of the Lidl Trek team checked in before the race. So, let's hear from Loretta
3: oh man sport and especially cycling can be brutal um stage four we celebrated a win and then yesterday unfortunately we lost our leader uh, elisa longa borghini uh in a crash seven k's to go like she finished the stage but um in the end they decided it was better for her not to start she's um pretty sore she's been through all her concussion checks and been to the hospital and she's okay but just quite a bit of pain so there was no sense in starting so um yeah that that sucks like we were in a really good position um to to fight for pink but yeah it's it's racing unfortunately like uh the the most important thing is that that she's okay um but yeah so it means we kind of change tact a little bit like we've still got gaia in in fifth uh a couple of minutes down so we've still got something to fight for and still some options to play and then um yeah there are still some good good stages coming uh to potentially try and get another stage win for us um yeah but today we have stage six uh it's it's gonna be a a fun day i think there's gonna be some tired legs after yesterday yesterday was quite a hard day for everyone and um yeah there's uh lizzie said she's she's raced around here before and her first thought is a roller coaster like it's a lot of twisty windy roads um up down small uh yeah so potentially a good day for the breakaway but um yeah, we're we're gonna do our gonna do our best to, to keep guys safe and um, yeah, maybe play for the stage win. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: Awful to see the replays were just horrendous. We don't need to see that, but hopefully she'll be okay. And it looked like uh, the team was really quick to get to her, and she she couldn't even get back on her bike. So a major bummer. Um, and ahead of the race, Van was attacking and. Um, Man, she really attacked those two final climbs. She was like full gas up the entirety of the final climb where she made her move and the climb to the finish. That was pretty short, but she still just was like...
2: Yeah, like Johan Cruyff said once, the best form of defense is attack. So yeah, if you've got the jersey, then the best way to keep it is just to go up the road again on your own. So It's pretty impressive um, that, she, that she can do that, but I'm probably more impressed by Lorena, to be honest. It's, she could just do all sorts of terrain. Um, I would say, like, already I reckon she's going to be world champion in a month's time. <laughs> I just I can't think see... think she
1: would be a worthy world champion. I though. mean,
2: she would. She's just class. Um, you know, like, sometimes you can look at the profile if you're a sprinter and just look at a profile and be like, Oh, can't do anything in this race. Um, but I just don't think she looks at any of those race those stages like that. She's just like, give it to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, today was like a pretty hard day with three climbs and a climb to the finish. And that climb to the finish was, there were, I think 16% slopes in it, but that's just like a classics climb, Mm -hmm. which is something that she's good at. So, but she, when she came around the corner towards the finish, it was like a bat out of hell yeah (laughs) like she was like I mean it was really impressive
2: no it's cool I mean she was actually in Girona a few months ago just doing gravel races which was funny like I went to the bottom of the like hill climb gravel race and she was there so I just thought you know what that's pretty cool that like she's showing that you can just you can have fun out there and also just rip rip races
1: it's important to have fun I think a lot of people like lose touch of and you know Van Vluten is a rider who I think like has a lot of fun racing her bike. Her interview after the race was hilarious. She was asked if she wanted to dedicate this victory to anyone, which is a question that every winner has been asked uh, at the finish of this race. And it just cracks me up. Oh. Um, but she, but the interviewer asked her if she wanted to dedicate the win to anyone. And Anamika said, no.
2: Me? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I don't know how to it was really funny. <laughs> oh, it's so good.
1: She was also asked, um, like, if it was the plan, and she she said, "Well, the team came to me and said that they wanted to attack, and I like to attack." <laughs> and in my head, I was like, "No shit."
2: Could you imagine their team radio or like the team talk the morning of? Just like, so, what's the plan today? <laughs> Same as yesterday. I did see a lot of UNOX trying to get up the road today. And they had like every single member of the team just trying to get up there which i did say would happen i think it's our team they just like to to have a go you know like you never know when i should try so i was pleased to see them having a little go up there up the road
1: yeah eleanor barker was the final rider to be swept up from the breakaway and she was out there for a good bit of time and then pretty much immediately onto the front on the final climb to work for the team it was it was great to see. Yeah, She's,
2: yeah. she yeah, she, came into, inspirational. she came into the race. She was sick for the first few days. Um. So yeah, she would have been disappointed with that because she trained really hard and I knew the Jura was a big goal for her. So it's good to see her coming good again in the second part of the race. And
1: other another speaking of coming good in the second part of the race, Nee Fisher-Black is looking better and better every single stage. She's... She was on the attack today with Blanca Voss. The two of them were working really hard to try to get off the front. And she came in sixth on the stage. I think tomorrow looks pretty good for her or for SC work. We actually have an audio diary from Neve Fisher-Black. So let's hear really quickly from her. Hey,
4: Neve here. Just checking in with you about stage six, stewardon. I'm sitting on the balcony of our newest, latest hotel, looking out at the sea, the ocean. I haven't actually checked out exact geographical location, but I think we're somewhere near Genoa. Um, But, yeah, I'm tempted to go in for a wee dip after this recording. (laughs) And um, we've already tested that the air conditioning works in this hotel, which is a big bonus from last night because my roommate and I, Blanca, did not get much sleep because uh, it was stinking hot in our room. That's half the challenge of the Giro. <laughs> You've got to deal with the hotels. And, um, yeah, we managed to wake ourselves up for today's stage, which was, um, yeah, hilly, but not not too hilly, um, but definitely not easy. Uh, there was a longer climb uh, halfway in, um, and it was full speed to there because I think a lot of teams wanted breakaways today, but that was not happening. <laughs> oh, there was a small one, I think. But um yeah and then a full speed descent courtesy of my teammate Blanca Vass, who's yeah was a weapon descender today I had struggled to keep up <laughs> and then on the final climb um it was a shorter steep climb but enough for Anna Meek to do her usual real kick right from the bottom and yeah no one could quite follow um I tried, but uh, yeah, um I don't quite have the legs to match Anamique. Um yeah, I, I hoped to to maybe get away before then, but yeah, as I say it was pretty full gas all today and not really any breaks were going. Um but yeah, uh the reina came back to the bunch afterwards. Um, because yeah it was the usual sort of situation Annemiek off the front and a small group of GC riders over the top of the climb and then all the GC riders just look at each other which yeah frustrates me a little bit because yeah I know they're competing against each other but also there's a stage win riding away from you but yeah anyway we had um, the Lorena in the bunch and then uh, she finished it off for a second place for us on the short hilltop finish um, it was only 800 meters, even though a couple of days ago on the on the Valleview it was 2.5k climb, but that's the thing with the Giro, sometimes things can change last minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, it was a, an exciting day. And um, yeah, definitely I can feel that there's some riders are fatigued now. We're over the hump of halfway. And um, that was obvious to me today, especially with all this heat day to day, it's um, taking its toll. And tomorrow's the last day before rest day so i expect it to be another hard one and a bit hillier and so yeah i'll check in with you after that
1: i think tomorrow looks quite hard there's four climbs two category threes and two category twos it goes three two two three with the first climb being the longest but also quite gradual and then the final two climbs the two and the three are basically just one climb the two climbs up 6.5 six point5 kilometers long averages six percent but there are some real steep parts in there and then with and then it tops out with nine kilometers to go but the nine kilometers to the finish is basically like a plateau on top of the climb and then it kicks again to the finish so it's basically like one kind of long climb with the final category three is 2 point6 kilometers long and averages 7 point6 percent there's some real steep parts in that one as well so I think tomorrow, I mean, it's so, this is a weird age of bike racing we're in where the breakaways, it's, I feel like it's harder for them to try. But I think I could see an SD Works victory tomorrow. If it's not Neve, then like Blanca Voss is riding super well. She's not a bad climber. If she could get up the road, like, and get ahead of the climbs, she could win the stage.
2: Yeah, I, I reckon it's going to be a breakaway day. But you never know what i Luton wants to do. So, if you say
1: it every day, then it you'll be true. At, it'll be true at oh, least once. You know? I just
2: want the breakaway to just win. I just think it's so good when it's it's almost kind of like two races in one. You know, there's a breakaway of a chance of the riders that can't win an out and out mountain stage, but can have a little go and just. I like it when people just dare to have a go and succeed
1: this race has been very gc heavy which is interesting because i thought initially looking at the profiles that the the gc would be a pretty tight battle because there wasn't any like high mountain climbs but van Vluten has three minutes on second place at the moment and i think if she keeps riding the way that she's riding then She's only gonna get more time, and it's gonna be harder and harder for anyone to close that gap. There's, it's still pretty tight in the fight for the podium. Veronica Ewers, again, today was kind of off the back for a bit, but saved it in the end and managed to hold on to the podium spot. As always, Veronica Ewers checked in to let us know how the day went. Stage
5: six uh, finished and you know I think we all went into the stage hoping that it would be a bit easier after yesterday and knowing that tomorrow is going to be a really tough day but of course being about a little over 100k it had to be full full gas all day um, yeah it was uh, really fast uh, a lot of steep climbs and um, yeah I mean I think My team went in knowing or assuming Anamiek would attack on the final climb, which of course she did, um, and got even more of a cushion. Um, I had the opportunity to wear the purple jersey today, or the points jersey, um, which was really cool, although it's not officially earned. Um, But yeah, I was chatting with Anamiek before and was joking about uh, the podium being a tough or an interesting podium. And I said, yeah, you have a good buffer. And she said, yeah, you have some work to do. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, going into tomorrow is gonna be really tough. Um, I really hope Niedermeyer's okay. I didn't see the crash, but yeah, I'm not, um, it's not great to, be second on G C because of someone else's bad luck. Um so anyways, hope she's doing okay. And uh yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes.
1: Juliet Labou is like coming up real quick on her tail and DSM Farmanich have raced pretty well to support Juliet this week. And they were they were on the front a lot of today. I think they really believe that she could have got some time or got the stage today.
2: I think I I have a feeling that Van Vluten's potentially using this is like a really hard training block for the tour and the world.
1: That's a classic Van Vluten move.
2: Potentially, you know, like she's... That's why
1: she's attacking every day. She just needs it to be as hard as she...
2: Yeah, you know, like she's probably spent a lot of time at altitude leading into this, and now she's just using like a really big block of high-intensity work just to, yeah, take her into the next month or so of hard racing where she could yeah get another grand tour win i guess at the end of the month so that's probably what she's kind of looking at she's not trying to even though she's very comfortably leading the Giro, she'll she i don't think she'll be happy just to sit around and ride with the group tomorrow
1: she's using it as a way to bridge the gap between her and demi ballering before the tour
2: yeah i think it's like this is she didn't do swiss so yeah, she'll be using this as like the big race block. Um just ten, well, nine really hard back to back days going into the tour.
1: Pretty hard. I think that it's the most climbing kilometers of the race. I could be wrong. Maybe this maybe the second Love. hardest stage of the race. Um, but definitely a challenging finish. So it'll be an exciting one to watch.
2: So it's 110k tomorrow with two thousand just under two thousand one hundred meters of climbing. So it's a pretty hard one.
1: It's going to be a really good one. And we'll be back tomorrow to chat about it. Thanks so much. <music> Closing out this episode with an audio diary from Sarah Roy.
6: Hi, Abby. Sorry I missed yesterday's stage um i got a bit caught up in all the excitement with uh antonia's win um yeah that was just such an awesome day for her um we went into the stage knowing that it was a really good day it would be a good um yeah stage for her being so so hilly um and so we did try to help her as much as we could and um sort of guide her on what to do throughout the day um just because she's only 20 years old and it's really her first time it's her first ever world to a race actually so um yeah she's a pretty quiet uh personality and there's a lot of information being fired at her with what to do and how to race so um not really sure how she's all taking it but um you know, I guess pretty well since she didn't crumble under the pressure at all yesterday and absolutely crushed it out there. So um, that was really, really exciting. Um, And yeah, a bit of champagne last night with the team, all the staff, Um, it's always, yeah, such a good sort of boost for the team like overall with not just the riders or the rider who wins, but I think it's yeah, a really special reward for all of the staff that are, you know work so hard every day really long days and um, so it's really good for them as well so it's nice to see everybody really happy um, but yeah then things just turned around completely today and um, unfortunately Antonia crashed out of the stage after being pretty much wiped out by another rider um, I'm not really sure what happened, but they've just kind of swerved completely from one side of the road to the other side of the road and just, yeah, taken Antonia down. And um, she's obviously landed on her face um, from the footage and she's been taken to hospital um, and will be okay, but um, obviously is, uh, you know, has been better, has been better. So, um, yeah, that's... I'm not. I haven't spoken to her yet, but for sure she'd be really upset. That really sucks, and it just shows how brutal sport is. Because, wow, what a turnaround! Um, but yeah, in the meantime, um, again, the stage today was quite hard. It like on paper didn't look super hard, but it was raced really fast, and um, yeah, it was quite aggressive from the beginning. And um, uh, but we uh, were pretty lucky to have um, Soraya doing really well at the front there, and um, she was in the main front group behind Anna Meek who was away solo after that last hard climb. And, um, yeah, so I had, had a really good finish to the race um, and finished fourth. So, yeah, it was good to see her up there. Um, and, yeah, we had about a two-and-a-half-hour transfer after. Not entirely sure where we are. <laughs> Don't know where we are, but we're by the coast, by the water, in this hotel that's literally like a resort style so very happy now even though I personally didn't have a great day today I did everything I could for the team in the beginning you know with all the attacks and trying to get a bit of a break happening and then was just really cooked by the time the climbs came and six kilometers is just a bit long for me at the moment um so I was a bit out the hoop and not stoked on my ride when I finished but I have since had some chocolate and been in salt water. So spirits are lifted now and I'm about to head in for a massage. So yeah, things could be worse. Um, And yeah, that's about it for today. Um, Hopefully I won't forget to send you something tomorrow.